Oh, oh yeah. Oh wait. Fuck. I need to grab a beer. I'll be right back. Sorry guys, I know we've prepared on this. I got a freshie. Beer's not too far away. Yeah. Alrighty then. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast, everybody. How you fucking been this week? Hope you've had a great one out there. It's been fun. I've been out of isolation, finally getting a taste of freedom after my entire seven days of lockdown. Really wasn't that bad, and it was good to get back to regular life. I fucking didn't really do much, to be honest. In fact, the wife's kind of still technically in a bit of a weird lockdown. Like, yeah, they just don't really know what to do with, you know, people that have had COVID and they've got the antibodies, so they're still testing positive because they test for antibodies. Uh, so she's technically still working from home and all that sort of shit. But, uh, you know, we still got out of the house over the weekend, guys. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. There is plenty of music for us to talk about. I had a great time. I went snorkeling again. Finally. It's been a couple of weeks. You know, I talked to you guys about my new fucking weird addiction of snorkeling. Well, I did it again. Actually got out there with my brother this time. It's the first time my brother and I have been snorkeling together since we were children. Um... So yeah, that was cool. Fucking hung out. The Yanship Lagoon. It's a pretty fucking wild little place. A reef right next to a beach. And it's got some weird current that kind of drags you across. So we were just idiots fucking fighting the current the whole time. We should have started the other end of the beach and just let the current take us across the entire reef. It would have been like a fucking nice little scenic tour without expending any energy at all. But, you know, whatever. We're idiots. We live and learn, guys. We live and learn. Like I said, plenty of new music to talk about. We're actually only going to talk about singles that have been released um, this week because there's a few massive ones. But uh, obviously the fucking big ticket of the day, what everyone's talking about is fucking um, the fuel prices. The prices of fucking gas going through the roof. Everyone's pissed off. They don't know what's going on. They're kind of saying it's because of this war with Russia and we believe them, but I'm not really 100% sure, but I'm sure it's got something to do with it. Maybe not as much as they're making out, but I don't know. Fucking fuel's getting expensive. And uh, for some reason, my car's fucking running a little bit weird at the moment, so I'm using more fuel than usual. So it's a perfect storm of fucking costing me more money, really. But, you know... I don't really know what's going on with the shit with Russia, guys. I, um, I'm not going to pretend I'm some geopolitical expert here, but, you know, let's fucking put that hat on for the day. You know, we're all virology experts for the last couple of years, so uh, let's go ahead and become fucking whatever. Experts on Russia and Ukraine and whatever the hell's going on. Like, let's face it, guys. Fucking the Ukraine's five minutes old as far as it, it exists today, right? This shit was divided up from the Soviet Union, ugh, fucking, what, the 90s, something like that. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but uh, it's starting to be weird, right? Like, so all this fuel price stuff. Um, obviously, Russia is a massive exporter of fuel. I'm not going to fucking deny that. They're like the, what, third largest in the world, like behind uh, Saudi Arabia and the US, something like that. But here in Australia, we don't really rely on Russia too much for, um, for oil. Uh, same as the US. I mean, the US uh, imports about 8% from my research, about 8% of their fucking um, 
uh, Bowser pump fucking oil comes from uh, Russia. So the price hikes kind of make a little bit of sense. Uh, here in Australia, we only import like just a little over 1% of our um, of our fuel from Russia. And uh, for some reason, those percentages aren't the same at the Bowser. So I don't really know how this stuff translates. But I mean, I understand that fucking... Other people have a bigger reliant on Russian oil. Obviously, if they're supplying, you know, the biggest third supplier in the world, that there's a lot of people that are fucking going to suffer from this, including a lot of the fucking um, uh, like shipping companies, right? That are, you know, supply chain issues and all that sort of shit. So there's a massive fucking spike in the price of wheat. So bread's going up. You know what? I don't care if I pay five bucks for a fucking loaf of bread. I buy bread way less often and spend way less money on it than fuel. So, fuck it. I mean, I would. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with this, but like, it seems like it's a fucking good way to get uh, the U.S. into a war with Russia, isn't it? By blaming Russia for the fuel prices, and meanwhile, just suggest to everybody to buy an electric car. You know, it's all part of this weird Agenda Twenty One fucking conspiracy bullshit. But it seems to be playing out in real time. It's kind of weird. Very fucking coincidental maybe i don't know even elon musk said fucking hell fucking don't rely on electric cars to get you out of this fucking mess because uh we don't have enough of them and they're not actually that good environmentally speaking like the amount of fucking bullshit that goes on to get those uh lithium batteries sorted is uh not that good so look into it yourself or whatever an electric car fucking cool you can pat yourself on the back that's at least something but meanwhile, there's a couple of other countries that are straight away jumping from like, we're not going to war, we're going to do this sanction sort of shit, and um, we're just going to steal people's boats. Like, fucking Italy and France are like sort of claiming the spoils of war before the wars even started. You guys been seeing this? Like these fucking mega yachts from these Russian oligarchs, right? And fucking, so an oligarch is just a businessman that has some ties to government, right? Like all businesses in the US, we just don't call them oligarchs, right? But it's the same fucking thing. They're just businessmen that might have some influence. And so like the, the mindset is, right? The mindset is if we fucking steal a whole bunch of shit from these rich cunts in Russia, they will uh, convince Putin to not do what he's doing. Is that the tactic? Is that what we think is really going on here? Because, I don't know, we're trying to do all that sort of shit as if it's going to send a message to fucking Putin. Like, Putin hasn't given a fuck about the people of Russia for a very long time. He did for a little bit just to win office, and then he didn't for a very long time, right? So, like, I don't know. What's going what's gonna to win this? Like, have people fucking, you know, tried imagining all the people living life in peace like where's that fucking viral video of a whole bunch of celebrities just sort of you know singing some gay song to fucking calm down putin right where is that that's probably not gonna fucking work these days we need something a bit more viral than that because no one gives a shit what celebrities say i mean they tried to cure the pandemic with um some stupid song and that john lennon song it's garbage it's you know Every opportunity, I'm going to take it to fucking rip on this song because it took the world by storm and it's just bad. It's just bad. Imagine fucking not having anything to fucking kill or die for. That sounds like a boring life. If you've got fucking nothing to die for, then there's something wrong with your fucking life, right? 
Um, but anyway, that's not going to get us out of it. We need something a little bit better than that these days, guys, don't we? And I guess the only way forward would be to maybe have some fucking TikTok star do a dance and have that go viral. That might convince Putin. We all know he's a sucker for a good TikTok dance, right? But, you know, failing that, let's do what we're actually doing and fucking just, like, starve him of things. That'll teach him. Pizza Hut has stopped all their business in Russia and closing them down. Ikea doesn't want fucking anything to do with Russia anymore and is closing their stores in Russia. I mean, that'll fucking teach them a serious lesson, right? Like, how the hell is Putin going to fucking um, exercise his fucking... Um, whatever strategy is got how is he actually gonna do this if the people of russia don't have shit house pizza and flat pack furniture how's he gonna do it you know fucking good luck with your war effort putin i don't know i really don't know how this shit's fucking going on but like it's insane how these fucking mega yachts are just being fucking stolen by countries like italy and france we're talking about like boats that are worth like fucking in Australian dollars, like nearly 800 million, 800 million dollar boat, right? That's fucking wild. These things are, you know, pretty much worth more than the Ukraine. Let's put it that way, hey? Um, I think some of these <laughs> boats are worth more than actual warships, but you know what? There's no guns on these yachts. Why don't they just go and fucking steal Russia's warships and just say, you know what? We're just taking this as like a little bit of a sanction thing we might give it back we probably won't but um you know whatever because fucking I'm, I'm sure you can build a warship for less than some of these fucking mega yachts right but yeah fucking kudos to fucking france and italy we know how good they are in fucking um global fucking wars right they're fucking awesome they either just give up or they give up and but you know in the meantime they'll steal some fucking bounty from around the place it's just what it fucking is you know it's just what it is. I have no idea what's going on um, over there. I don't know if the fucking war um, going on with Ukraine has anything to do with oil prices. It might do a little bit. Supply chain issues, maybe, whatever. I'm going to need to know a hell of a lot more. We all are. Let's not jump to conclusions here because, let's face it, it kind of sucks. Rush, uh, Russia is crazy. Well, Putin's crazy. He's fucking insane. We all know that, guys. He's gonna try and do what he's gonna do but like let's face it who gives a fuck about ukraine don't know i don't know if we should fucking enter into a fucking nuclear war because of ukraine that seems fucking not not really worth it i'm sorry ukraine like every human life is valuable and all that sort of stuff but we'd lose a hell of a lot more valuable human life if we fucking engage in this bullshit maybe i don't know fucking jesus christ can't believe we just got over this fucking pandemic, sort of. And uh, they start throwing us into a war and, you know, putting these fucking prices at the Bowser. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is the way to get the US in. Just fuck up their fuel prices, right? Anyway, let's move on to fucking music, guys. It's a music podcast. Plenty of shit out there. And um, like I said, we we're only going to talk about like singles that were released um, over the last week, week and a half, maybe something like that, right? And um, the first one we're going to talk about is actually two because I fucked up and listened to the wrong thing, right? So I, um, I, I, I heard and was recommended by friends um, to check out the new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard 
uh, single that they dropped, right? Um, it's apparently like an 18 minute long Funkin' single. So I was like, wicked, I'll wait for the right moment to get through this, this whole single and really give it its due diligence. Uh, and so I did, right? And um, because I just heard of it through the grapevine or whatever, you know, went on Spotify, typed in fucking King Gizzard. Obviously, the fucking latest release was this single called um, uh, uh, Satanic Slumber Party. Um, so I listened to it. And it was interesting. In that's my way of saying it was kind of fucking garbage. I didn't really get it, right? Didn't get it. So this single, uh, Satanic Slumber Party, comes in at about eight, 18 minutes and something. A bit of change. And uh, they've kind of broken it down to like three or four little chapters or whatever. So I guess you could skip to your favorite parts, which uh, shouldn't exist, to be honest, because I had no idea what the fuck this song was. Uh... It was all over the shop. It didn't sound like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard at all to me. And um, then I hit, started hearing some fucking singing going on. And at the start of it, kind of got into something like, this is experimental. This is kind of cool. I could kind of get into this. This is sort of reminding me of like a Mike Patton sort of project, right? Which is very bombastic, very experimental, very fucking cool. But, th you know, then there's like fucking soundscapes of like a couple minutes long. And all you're hearing is these random fucking sounds of glitched out drums and maybe some birds chirping in the background and like what the fuck is going on this mustn't be a real single it must be like a soundtrack to some garbage indie movie or something right that's what i assumed and so i you know i got home because uh, i was listening to this on the road and uh fucking was trying to find out what was going on with the new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wing Wizard single to see if it was, in fact, a fucking compendium to a fucking shithouse art fucking project or something. Turns out I'd got the whole single wrong. Uh, and the one I was listening to was actually a collab between King Gizzard and um, a band called Tropical Fuckstorm. And they stink. And this was just one of their fucking projects. And... It's just fucking noise sound stuff. I don't know what the fuck you would even call it. It's barely music. It barely resembles music. It does every now and then. But what the fuck this thing is, I have no idea. Because uh, I was looking into it. And people say, oh yeah, there's this new single from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard uh, called The Dripping Tap. And I'm like, that's not the one I listened to. And so I went ahead and listened to The Dripping Tap and it's fucking sick. So uh, apologies. Um, to, I don't know, I don't really know who I'm apologizing to, uh, to, because fucking, I listened to the wrong thing. King Gizzard has a fucking collab as a new single that's about 18 minutes long with these guys from Tropical Fuckstorm, um, but there's a different 18 minute single out that's actually just them called The Dripping Tap. Check that one out, because that was fun, and the 18 minutes really just fucking slipped by. Super easy, super fun little song. Um, I, I read a little bit of an interview uh, with some of the guys from the band. They were talking about how they're kind of entering into their jammy sort of phase. So fucking bravo. Fuck yeah. The jam phase of any band is always going to produce the best music because jamming produces the best fucking music, right? Um, and this is the first time they really all got together in the studio, post-pandemic, all that sort of stuff. They're going to have a new album released soon forget what they're going to call their new album. It's some re weird word that's not really English. Uh, check it out for yourself. It comes on pre-sale March 22, 
I believe, if I'm just trying to remember this shit that I checked out a few days ago, but the new single, the real one, that they actually released uh, called The Dripping Tap, actually really fucking cool. If you like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, you'll definitely dig this. It's fucking sweet. It's just got the vibe. It's got the, the chemistry. You can feel the chemistry between the band, um, and that's what you want out of any kind of jam band and all that sort of stuff, right? So check that one out. Um, don't check out the fucking collab with Tropical Fuckstorm called Satanic Slumber Party because it's just god-awful and it barely counts as music. All right? See where I'm coming from? Yeah. All right. Meshuggah. Meshuggah bought out a new fucking single as well, and I love Meshuggah, and this song fucking slaps. Um, in fact, you know what's weird? The, the next three artists that we're going to talk about are all artists that I fucking um, became a fan of in like the mid-2000s, right? Which was like post-high school for me. 2005, 6, 7, and, you know, maybe even before that, but whatever. Meshuggah was one of those bands. Fucking love it. I'm a sucker for a intelligent drum beat. And what I mean by intelligent is just, like, not so much, like, too heady, like, where it's fucking, you know, wanky or whatever. I do like the feels and stuff like that, but I like things that um, trick your ear into thinking you're hearing something else, Right? So if you know anything about Meshuggah, you know that they love fucking math metal stuff. They're pretty much the genre-defying band, defining band, right, of math metal is Meshuggah. Um, even though everything they play seems to resolve in 4-4, it always does. But the polyrhythms, well, I use the word polyrhythm fucking wrong in these contexts, guys, and I'm sorry about that. I'm not talking about polyrhythms, I'm talking about polymeter where there's actually two different time signatures going on. Um, and they usually do that, right? So you have like fucking sevens going on somewhere in the musical composition, but there's always a backbeat and straight four, four still. And so it takes ages to resolve. It takes seven whole fucking bars to resolve, right? If you get your maths right. Um, and then there's other sort of wicked math stuff where like it, it just, it, it's in a complicated time signature, but the way the drums are written, the way the riffs are written, everything like that, you don't realize that you're grooving in something other than 4-4. And that's fucking awesome. So they brought out a new fucking single. It's called um, Light the Shortening Fuse. And it's great. It's absolutely great. So like a, another few weeks ago, they did another single called uh, The Abysmal Eye. And so both of these singles uh, share the same cover art on Spotify um, that has sort of a, an album cover, basically, and the word Immutable. So I'm guessing that there's a new album coming out soon called Immutable, and these two singles are going to be tracks from that album. It's just a guess, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going on, guys. Um, Sugar, fucking back at it. These guys are in their fucking 60s. And they're still crushing it. Fucking, I, I love musicians that just keep on fucking doing it, right? These guys were old when I discovered them in the early, like, mid-2000s, right? Um, still crushing it. Still sound the same. Still fucking got the same energy. They haven't slowed down at all. It's fucking tremendous. So check that one out, guys. Meshuggah. Um, uh, Light the Shortening Fuse is the new single. The one just from a little bit prior to that is called The Abysmal Eye. Very cool tracks. Speaking of those fucking uh, mid-2000s, is when, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a band called Porcupine Tree had their heyday. Now, I've fallen out of love with Porcupine Tree a little bit over the years. 
some of their latest releases I don't really give a shit about. And um, Steve Wilson, he just does some things that just makes me go, ugh, ugh don't get it, whatever. Um, but yeah, so they've released a couple of singles, hinting at a little bit of a new album coming up, I guess. And I think the album's going to be sharing the name of this single. Uh, the single's called um, Of The New Day, right? And that particular song, that's, that's the song that, it's a single that has two tracks, right? So they released two tracks. One of them is Of The New Day, but the Of The New Day stuff is kind of the cover art. So I'm guessing it's going to be the album title. Um, that's a boring song. Did not really dig it. It's kind of fine. If you like the lighthearted Steve Wilson stuff, like the very airy kind of dreamy kind of porcupine tree flow states. You know, like I, I love fucking porcupine tree for albums like fucking um, In Absentia and uh, Dead Wing. Those two albums were fucking amazing and they were fucking, yeah, early to mid 2000s, right? Stuff kind of like uh, Fear of a Blank Planet and all that sort of stuff that came out later got a bit heady for me, didn't really feel the soul of it too much or whatever, but Jesus Christ, no matter what I fault about fucking Porcupine Tree, none of it applies to the drummer. Gavin Harrison is a fucking amazing drummer. He has a feel that is just so uniquely fucking him, and he's just got this pro fucking maturity of just being able to take complicated shit, weird meter beats or whatever and make them just feel like fucking butter like butter in your mouth like you're just guzzling some warm butter it just goes down smooth guys and um so on this single that they released first of all the first track of the new day it's fine it's okay whatever but then there's another song called harridan and this one fucking slaps this is a good song guys I dig this. This like sort of gave me those little cool fucking vibes because it's doing a classic Gavin Harrison thing where it's fucking fucking with different time signatures. I'm pretty sure, I'm sure, the fucking, um, the whole song's in 5-4, but you can barely notice, right? It's just got this groove. The drums are just so fucking mature that you can't really tell that it's in fives until someone points it out to you. So um, why don't I point it out? Let me see if I can fade in this song a little bit. Can I bring this in, into the mix here? Can you guys hear that? Yeah. That's a groove, right? Five, four, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one. Fucking how cool is that shit? I love this track. I'm gonna bring it out a little bit in the mix and just kind of have that going. But this song kind of goes everywhere. It has those great fucking hooks. It has like wicked uh, like musical motifs all the way through it and just this groovy bass line. And hear those drums? They don't sound like they're fucking with you. There's fives. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Ah, oh, fucking that shit. Fucking, yeah. Gets me excited. And the whole song's like that. The whole song, and it does ebbs and flows. It goes in and out of different parts. I really dig this track, guys. Harridan. And um, vocally speaking, whatever. No big deal. I, it, the drumming performance is just fucking amazing on that track. So Porcupine Tree Harridan is a new signal that I really recommend. But there was two released, um, so of the new day, cool. Check that one out as well. And so, um, like I said, all fucking mid-2000s bands that I discovered in the mid-2000s. It doesn't mean that they started then. You know, Porcupine Tree obviously have a history beforehand, same as Meshuggah. Uh, but Tom York, who's bought out a new single... Uh, doesn't really have a history beyond 2006, apart from Radiohead, right? 
and some other little side projects or whatever. But actually, things being released by Tom York as like a solo project. That shit started in 2006 with an album called The Eraser, which I fucking love to death. I love this fucking album. Um, the Eraser's, you know, earned its spot in my vinyl collection, which was actually way easier to find on vinyl than I thought it would be. It was just in a JB Hi-Fi. I thought I'd have to really fucking hunt down um, that title. But I didn't because it's really good, so it's available. So if you haven't checked out Tom York's solo work outside of Radiohead, because Radiohead, you know, obviously geniuses, obviously amazing, got a whole bunch of great tracks or whatever, but, you know, uh, a lot of it just fucking, again, is a meh for me. A lot of it. Some of it's absolutely amazing. I get it. Whatever. So Tom York brought out a new song um, in his solo project sort of sphere uh, called 5.17. So it's just you know, digits. 5.17 is the name of the song. Uh, and it's fine, I guess. Um, and I know it's hinting, again, you look at the cover art on Spotify. If it's got something on the cover art that's not mentioned in the title of the song, right? So this is Tom York. The song's called 5.17. But on the cover art, it says, that's not how horses are. So I guess it's hinting at a new album coming out called That's Not What Horses Are. Or, no, wait, I got that wrong. That's Not How Horses Are, or whatever. Um, yeah, so fucking whatever. It's coming out. This song is, uh, it's, it's actually kind of boring, guys. It's not a great song. It's just a very ambient piece, very minimalist sort of style of music sort of shit. Hopefully there's some more bangers. Uh, we'll see, we'll cross that fucking bridge when we get there, but yeah, I don't know what to tell you, Tom York's a fucking genius in a lot of things he does, but uh, this, I don't know if I could really say it's in that category, so 5.17, that's kind of what I would give it as a score out of 10, so let's go with that, let's just say it's a mediocre track, it's Tom York, it's still kind of beautiful, it's, you know, whatever, it's, it's beautiful, it's still beautiful. But it's, not, um, it's nothing to really write home about. But um, get excited about his solo projects because of previous works like The Eraser and stuff like that. In fact, I'm going to fucking leave you guys with a song from The Eraser. It's been a while. I think we can do that. I'm going to give you a song called fucking uh, Black Swan. Let's do that. A song called Black Swan from the fucking Eraser album. The Eraser uh, from 2006 from Tom York. Check this one out at the end of this podcast. Um, and... If this is any sort of leading light that there's going to be other better tracks on this new album coming out from Tom York, then get excited. Let's just hope it's not as disappointing as that single that he bought out, but it is what it is, guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week out there. Remember to hit us up with all your music suggestions. Let us know um, if I got any of these things wrong. If you're actually a fan of Tropical Fuckstorm, um, educate me because I really don't fucking get it. Hey, I really don't get what the hell that satanic slumber party bullshit was. Um, yeah, don't know what to tell you. It's just fucking, it's maybe beyond me. Maybe just I'm an, I'm an old fart that doesn't get this new wave bullshit. We will see. We will see. Anyway, here's some Tom York music. Fucking have yourself a fucking great time. And uh, all my details to contact me are in the description of this podcast as they always are. Awesome. Take care now. Bye-bye then.